0: What's going on it's your old boy coxie back with another episode of the cox talks podcast and fucking let me tell you what i got a fucking show for you folks i man i just had an hour and a half interview with a guy i found off tiktok and holy fuck i mean listen it's not gonna be for everybody okay and i don't give a fuck really If you don't like what I've got coming your way, but it's, it's the type of guest I wanted to have on my podcast. Y'all know I do a little bit of fucking trucking by no means. Am I a trucker, but I love trucking. Fuck it. I just, I don't know what, what it is. I don't know why. Um, I just love driving truck. Now, having said that I don't drive truck all day, every day. So if I did, I might have a different opinion on it. But when I am behind the wheel of the big white three seventy eight Pete, it's a nice Pete, nice Pete. I fucking thoroughly enjoy my time. So what I did was I've been looking. I've been looking for a while, right? I've been looking for just a good old fashioned, old school, fucking blunt truck driving some bitch to have on the podcast. And I was fucking flying through TikTok yesterday, and I stumbled across this guy. And a lot of my TikTok is like chicks shaking their asses, farming, and fucking trucking. And I love that term, fucking trucking. Anyways, I found I found this guy on TikTok. You can find him at the bear Voice 3 on TikTok. Now, a lot of his stuff is, you know, he's showing people how to cook and stuff. In the sleeper, how to basically survive on the road? Okay, educational shit. But I could tell just in this guy's, um, his voice, his look, his demeanor, I could tell that he was a guy I wanted to fucking talk to. So I reached out to him, emailed him. Fuck, he emailed me back in like five minutes. Said yeah, he was good to come on the podcast and we'd talk some trucking. So uh, we're getting we're gonna bring him in. That the the housekeeping as always. Um, questions comments concerns dilemmas please reach out to me on Instagram at the Cox talks podcast if you have my personal number my personal email address you can reach out to me there as well and you guys know I listen I always say it any feedback is good feedback It's good to be back behind the microphone but uh, wait, listen without further ado we're gonna bring in uh, today's today's Cox talks guest. Bear. Let's just fucking call him Bear. Let's bring him in. Okay, folks. So welcome back to the Cox Talks podcast. Got a guest on with me today. Like I said, stumbled across this guy on TikTok. And turns out he's sort of TikTok famous if you're into um cooking and if you're into trucking TikToks. So with me today. Uh, Barry Matthews, better known on TikTok, the Bear Voice 3. Barry, welcome to the Cox Talks podcast.
1: I'm glad to be here, Trevor.
0: Where are we finding you today? Where, where in your travels are you
1: today? Trevor, uh, right now I'm, uh, I'm just west of, uh, of Toledo, Ohio. I stopped last night at uh, the Commodore Perry service plaza here on i-80 and they had good parking and and free showers so i decided i'm I'm only an hour i've got two stops i've got to deliver i can't even pronounce the name of this town in ohio but i've got to deliver in a in a town that's unpronounceable here in ohio (laughs) about an hour away from me and then my my the rest of my load comes off in uh uh east syracuse new york
0: okay perfect so uh i mean freight is a pretty broad statement but are you pulling flat deck are you pulling a reefer van are you pulling a tanker what uh what do you what do you what do you got hitched on behind that uh truck today
1: we uh the company i work for peterson transportation out of manson Iowa, and i always have to throw that out there because there's more than one peterson transportation but the company that I pull for, we only pull flat wagons, man. And that's an old school term for flatbeds. I'm actually pulling a Conestoga because, well, I'm old and decrepit, you know.
0: <laughs> but you don't look that old. You don't look that old. I mean, I know this is radio. My listeners can't see you, but you don't look that old.
1: I'm 54. And... A, Now, a lot of the trolls that get on here and try to fuck with me all the time, they're like 54, more like 74, whatever, man. I get the senior discount. I don't fucking care. Yeah, who gives a
0: shit? Absolutely. (laughs) exactly. So you answered one of my questions because I, I mean, I watched a bunch of your TikToks and I think I did see it actually now that you mentioned it. But my question was whether you uh, were a fleet driver or if you were an owner operator. So clearly you're a fleet driver. Have
1: you ever been an owner operator? No, never. I've never wanted it. The, uh, I grew up in a truck stop. My dad retired out of the military. And when he did, he bought a truck stop in Silver Springs, Texas. And I was, I was about 10 years old and my daddy being my daddy, good God, he believed in a boy working and he had me in that tire shop literally at 10 years old i'm busting flats i'm washing trucks i'm doing oil changes and this is back in the day when there wasn't machines to do all this for you you know i'm swinging that tire mallet and oh, fuck. and working the tire bars and and uh the uh the balancing machine was an old bubble balancer you, you had to pick that tire up and get it up on that bubble balancer uh Sorry, there's a driver that I was talking to this morning. I just oh, had to wave okay. at me. Okay. <laughs> but I grew up in, in that. It was called the Lone Star Truck Stop. Now, it doesn't exist anymore. It, it sold back in the mid-80s. And uh, and now, hell, even the building's gone. But, but you know, I grew up around trucks and with trucks and and all of that. So, it's just... It, it became a part of me and anyway i think i got off 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 your subject there but oh that's okay well that's okay <laughs> well
0: i i had asked if you'd ever been an owner operator and you you said no you oh never yeah really wanted no it. the uh
1: back then just you know just about i mean yeah there were a lot of company trucks crst um i remember when they actually were cedar Rapids steel transport Okay. Instead of just CRST, the box van company, you know mm-hmm. that back uh, back whenever I was coming up, CRST was was big, JB Hunt and Schneider. And but I'd say 50% at least were owner operators. And Trevor, it, it just kind of and it's probably way different now, but I remember so well these owner operators coming into my daddy's truck stop and uh, they'd have a blown out tire and they didn't have the money to be able to get another tire. Right. And so they would, they would, uh, hell they'd steal stuff off their own truck to sell it, to try to be able to buy a tire. I see. And I thought, I I thought, yeah, I don't, I don't want this. So, I've never worked for one of the major companies, one of the mega fleets. Right. I uh, I talked to a lot of drivers back then, and and I started driving, Trevor, when I turned eighteen. I had an intrastate license there in Texas, and I was hauling hay with an old. I don't remember if it was a seventy-two or a seventy-three, but it was a Ford nine thousand L or L nine thousand had a uh, had a three eighteen Detroit in it. Had a five to four transmission and I hauled the shit out of me some hay, boy. <laughs> and uh but these these drivers, I'd talk to them and they were like, son, if you can get in with a good company, that's where the money's at because it just it's too costly. And now I don't know how people do it. Yeah,
0: it's um so I I so a little bit about my backstory, Barry. We didn't get much, but this isn't about me. This is to tell your story. But um, I, I was born and raised on a dairy farm here in Ontario, Canada. Uh, the uh, the little boy in me that always kind of wanted to be a cowboy. I moved out to Alberta, Canada, which is which is your your Montana or your Texas, your your Canadian version of Montana or Texas. And I went to work out there on a big grain farm, and those guys got me um, they paid for me to get my truck license, my, my class one, as it's called in Alberta or my AZ here in Ontario. And I was yeah. pretty fortunate. I was, I was pretty lucky. So I moved out there in 2007 and my first truck was a 2002, 379 Pete with a uh, C 15 in it, pulling grain trains around. And, um, I just kind of fell in love with driving truck and truck. And now luckily for me, they were all just day halls. I was home every night, so I moved back to Ontario. And about a year ago, uh, my brother and I we bought our own truck. I bought a uh, 2005 378 um, with a cat motor in it and a set of grain trains. And we decided to get into the the grain hauling business here in Ontario. And um, I wouldn't say it's the fucking smartest thing I've ever done, but it sure as shit ain't the dumbest thing I've ever done either. And, uh, you're, you're right. Being an owner operator, the margins are pretty tight there. There's not a lot of room for error. And as I'm sure, you know, if the wheels aren't turning, you ain't earning. So, you know, it's being the new guy on the block too. Sometimes it's tough to get work, but when you do, you get out there, you do your job, you do it right. And business seems to uh, stay steady. So I know what you mean when you say it's just like I say, it's, it's, it's risky being an owner operator for sure
1: yeah yeah it really is it really is and you know i've got i've been in and out of trucking since 1986 as as a driver and you know so i mean i've got a lot of friends who are owner operators and some of them have done exceedingly well and but then others and it's heartbreaking man whenever you see somebody they work their ass off and and uh then the you know, the motor goes out in their truck. They got to have an out-of-frame done, and, you know, it's a big cat, big yellow engine, and, and you know, just the out-of-frame is twenty eight grand. and then the, the downtime, this guy, his truck was down almost 60 days. I think he's like 57 or 59 days, something like that, his truck was down. He's having to pay insurance that whole time. And then literally two months later, he had a heart attack and he had to get a, he had to get a bank loan to do the out of frame. So, you know, he's, he's dead in the water. Not, I mean, he lived, but shoot, man, he was down for seven months.
0: Yeah. That's a tough goal.
1: Yep. Yeah. And you don't ever know when stuff like that's going to happen, you know? And, and it, literally took everything he had to stay afloat you know just to keep the lights on there yep. at home and his wife who had had never really worked she uh she had to go find an office job and barely making more than minimum wage and i don't even know what minimum wage here is but but um She's she's making like ten bucks, twelve bucks an hour or something like that. And that's just to be able to put groceries on the table. Whereas with me as a company driver, I made a hundred and two K last year as a company driver. That's what my gross was, you know. Of course I didn't bring home that much after taxes and insurance and all that. Yeah. But because I'm a because I work through a company. And I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. I've got short-term disability. I've got long-term disability. You know, if I go down for any reason, whether it's cancer, heart attack, broken leg, blown up disc in my back, whatever, whatever. Yep. I've got an income. And that's something that, that's – so I, I've weighed all of these factors, you know, in, in whether or not to buy a truck. Yeah, would I love to be an owner-operator? Oh, fuck yeah I would. You know, to me I think that just you know, there's there's not a whole lot cooler than than being your own boss. Yep. It's
0: it's got it's it's got its advantages but just like anything else, it's got its fucking disadvantages too. So, right. But uh so you've been you've been trucking, we'll just call it 40 years, just for a round number. You've been trucking yeah. for 40 years. Any idea and I know and and I'm going to refer to you as an old trucker. Not that I think you're old. It's because I think you're fucking old school. And there's a big difference between being old and being old school. Any idea Any idea how many, now up here we call it kilometers, but how many miles you've got under your belt?
1: You know, I've given that a lot of thought. And I've always run the way that I do now. And so I wish I had kept up with it. I I really do, but I'm going to guess over 3 million will be my guess. Uh, I've been, I've been with this company since uh, December of 2019. Okay. So just over three years. Okay. Three years and what? Three years, three months. Right. And uh, hell, I've already done nearly 600,000 with them. Nearly. Right. Yeah, I'm averaging okay. a, about 170 thousand a year with this company.
0: Okay. What kind of truck? Uh, what kind of truck they got you in? Looks like looks like a Peterbilt, but I could be It wrong. is.
1: It is. When I first started in uh, um, in December of 2019, they put me in a 19 model 389, Okay. and I uh, I ran it until October of 21. And it it mild out, and I say miled out. I mean it's still running, but but they gave me a brand new in October of '21. They gave me a brand new '22 model, and that's what I'm in now. '22 389. It's got a, and people are going to people are probably going to comment back and say, oh, you got one of those piece of shit Packard motors. I've got a the MX13 Packard in here. It's set at 565 horses. And I've got a an Eaton eight 18 speed manual. And uh it's just a damn comfortable truck. It's a uh three hundred and four inch wheelbase. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the the reason for that is is the boss does it that way on purpose. You know, he orders them stretched out, but you know, we're a flat wagon outfit. Right, we got to have room to hang over the front and over the back. Now, in this Conestoga, there's no hanging over the front, right? But I don't always pull the stoga, you know. Right. And there's times where I'll be five foot off the front and fifteen foot off the back on a forty-eight foot flat. Mm-hmm. So, and I have been five foot off the front, seventeen off the back, with a fifty-three foot step deck right you know okay. we we pull some long shit
0: yeah so talk to us about peterbilt is like to trucking what john deere is to farming and i have my own opinions on that but what is what is it about peterbilts that makes everybody's dick so hard
1: <laughs> oh my god because they are they're pussy machines man I we'll mean, my magnets. God, you look at it, uh, 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 you pull up in a nice, shiny, long-nosed peat, you know, a 389, and it's nothing against the Aerodyne tractors of today. Yeah, it is. Fuck them. I don't like them. But you pull up in a long nose peat, and panties just fall off.
0: It's true. I've seen it happen. Now, I've just, you know, listen, I got a poor man. I'm driving a 378, but... I look at it.
1: Hey, let me let me interrupt you there for a second, Trevor. I drove a 1994 378. Had a four and a quarter cat or a a 3406B. Had a uh, had a 15 speed. What they call the slap the dash in it. Do you know what a slap the dash is? Oh, sir, I do not. Okay, that's where your 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 back two gears have been basically flipped over. So you 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 go you start up here, you come down. Normally, you would go over and up, right, and then you come down. Well, in a slap the dash, you start up here, you come down, then you go over and down, and then you go up. Oh, your okay, last I get it. Yep. And a fifteen slap the dash. Something about Spicer made that that transmission, and something about it. Good God, man! I mean, they'll just scream down the highway. All kinds of power, and uh. But the three seventy eight is probably my favorite truck to drive. Is that right? It's a little bit shorter of a hood.
0: Yes, it is. Yep.
1: But goddamn, I mean, it's just, it's just class all the way, man.
0: Yeah, I, I really like mine. And, and like I said, I like, I like pulling grain trains. So but let me ask you this. And you can, you know, if you want to go all the way back to the 359s, feel free. I give you, I hand you $500,000 and I tell you to build your dream truck what what are you building like like give me your your wheelbase your make your model your motor transmission
1: what are you building if you handed me a half million dollars and told me just you know go go build the truck you want that'd be a 359 okay Yep. probably early 80s 359 flat top uh there again, I don't, I, I really, and this is just, this is just me and through the years having, having been under a lot of, a lot of different engines or behind a lot of different engines. I don't think that there's a better combination than the 3406B and the, and the 15 slap the dash. Is that right? You know, I mean, it's, it's just all there is to it. I'm, uh, I'm going to put tall rubber on it to hell mm-hmm. with all this low profile crap. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a, uh, 11, 24, five rubber. Uh, of course I'm going to airbag everything. Well, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. You have. To. You know, but, but I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a 310 inch wheelbase 300 or better, but, but I like, I, I just really like that 310 wheelbase. It's a bitch trying to get into a, to a parking lot, you know, into yeah. trying to back in because, trucks you got down long it takes 40 acres to turn it absolutely but, yeah it does yeah. you know my my deal is comfort and the longer your wheelbase the more comfortable that ride is i mean oh, you yeah. just float down that road you know
0: yeah it's uh i know what you mean so i've got i've got my 378 but then i got a little uh i got a little international 9900 that i pull a tan just a tandem grain trailer with and it's got like 187 inch wheelbase it's short Ooh. i love it I love it. It's great for getting in and out of fields and, and things like that, but you drive down the road and it, and I never really realized how rough it was until I bought my Peterbilt. And Holy fuck. Like that thing's riding around like that international. I still love it, but it's like riding around in a tin can now. So I know what you're saying. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now, where are you going to be at? You going to spec this bitch out with, with Chrome and chicken lights and the whole shabazz or, or what are you doing for, for accessories?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a I'm going to have of course I'm, I'm not going to go stainless steel rims. And you know, that was a thing back whenever I was coming up, with right. stainless steel rims. And you could polish the shit out of that stainless steel. But, you know, I'm I'm going to go with with uh and I'm kind of a I'm sorry, I'm I got distracted this truck that just pulled over beside me this guy uh, uh good god it's i'm not okay. going to pan the camera over there this it's guy okay. just opened his door and he's wearing nothing but a pair of bvd boxer or uh, brief underwear <laughs> and was like dude keep your door shut come on <laughs> now uh, i'm going to go with alcoa rims but i'm not going to go with any kind of fancy rims just your standard alcoa Alcohol rims, but of course I want uh uh 24 fives because I want to be able to put tall rubber on it. Yep. yeah uh, but chicken lights all the way around. I gotta have breather lights. I think if I, I think if your cans aren't glowing, you're not towing. <laughs>
0: I fucking love it. I love it because so are you talking about the like the breather lights in the breather? or like down yeah. between the breather and the hood
1: both both okay both. okay i'm not opposed to it i've got a i've i've got i've got breather lights that are in my cans and then i've got the shift lights going right. down you know between the can and the and the the hood
0: okay what about and i got to ask this and you see it i see it mostly on all these fucking bull haulers but are you putting the watermelon lights in your cab and the underglow on your dash? And are you lighting that cab up too on the inside? Or where are you at on that?
1: I've got, uh, I've I've got lights inside my cab, red lights. Okay. Inside my cab, it's funny. I had blue lights in here, but but uh, hell, they gave me a headache, man. Is but I've right? got, I've got, yeah, I've got red lights inside my cab. But I rarely ever turn them on. I've got I've got underglow in here. I mean, I can make it look really really cool, right? But it's just not feasible, you know. Yeah, it's really not. It's that for whenever you, whenever you pull in and you see a bunch of, bunch of other large cars, then you turn that shit on.
0: It's like yeah, it's like it's like it's a cock swinging contest, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's listen. If I gave you that kind of money, that would be. A pretty sweet looking truck now there's some trucking stuff i want to get into here with you and and i think this so far this has been an awesome episode i'm really enjoying it but um let's start with of all the places you've traveled around the united states i don't know if you get up into canada or not i do what what is over your 40 years of trucking where or what is your favorite countryside to just, just, you know, set her on cruise and just travel through that countryside.
1: The glaciers, the glaciers in Northern Montana. Ah, To me, I don't think there's any place on the planet that's more beautiful. Now there are places as beautiful. uh, And I get asked on my, on my TikTok lives a lot, you know, what's my favorite state to go through? I don't have a favorite state. Um, I, I love this country and, and I, I understand that, that you you're in Canada and to me, Canada is like America's little brother, you know, yep. Uh, we're not the same, but we're so close. You know, somebody go to trying to kick Canada's ass. We're going to step in and kick the shit out of them. Somebody go to trying to kick America's ass. Hopefully Canada, Canada is going to step in and, and help kick the shit out of them. Yep. You know, we're related. Uh, you know, I've, I've been, I've been to Alaska. I've driven to Alaska probably two dozen times in my career. Okay. And you can't drive to Alaska without driving through Canada. And it's, and I've driven to, into Ontario, into Toronto, uh, Manitoba, you know i've been all through there and canada is beautiful it it really is but um, i think my favorite place is would have to be the glaciers in northern montana there's just something about it you can't go there and not know god god is real
0: so are you talking about up like like great falls Kalispell, up through there is that what you're referring to north
1: of great falls
0: north of great falls right yeah i get it because when I was living in Alberta, I did a we did a couple of runs. I did a run from Calgary down to Albuquerque. And we went down through Great Falls and into Idaho and cut through the bottom corner of Colorado there. I remember going through Cortez, Colorado, I think was the name of it. And um that is I agree, man. That is some fucking beautiful country down there. It is yeah. You like you go through some parts of Montana like up around uh, Shelby and uh, is it Harve or Haver or whatever? Yeah. And man, yeah, it's I nice know country. I don't it is either. I've drove through it once. I don't think I ever need to drive through it again. But right. that that Great Falls area down around there, south of Great Falls, man, that you're you're right. That is some beautiful country down there for sure.
1: Yeah, Kalispell, Kalispell just breathtaking. You know, you you uh if you ever get to go get around Flathead Lake,
0: yeah, I've spent Montana. I spent a couple weeks down there
1: one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my god! And but if I could pick, pardon me, if I could pick any place in the world to to have a home and to spend a lot of time at, now not during the winter. Fuck that. Idaho no. winters suck. No. But Cordelia Lane. Yeah, Cordelline, Idaho. I've
0: been there too. Yes, Cordelline. That yeah. is that's fucking beautiful down there.
1: That is a yeah, nice, it is. nice place. It really is. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, and I, I'll probably get a lot of shit from from everybody except for the people that are from California, but Truckee, California.
0: Okay. Have I've you been, been
1: through that. Truckee, California, on I eighty?
0: No, sir. I have
1: not. Okay. Truckee, California is it's in the Sierra Nevadas mountains right. yep. and you have to go through whenever you're going East to West into California, they're on I-80. You have to go through what they call the Truckee station, which is where they, you know, cause in California, they check all the trucks that are coming and going. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through there to go over Donner's pass and go down into Sacramento. Okay. Then, uh, it's between Sacramento and, uh, and, uh, Reno Nevada mm-hmm. and Trevor, you talk about just beautiful. I mean, it's people travel through these places, whether it be Truckee, California or Great Falls, Montana, or I mean, hell even go going through the Mojave desert, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how do you look at that and and not say, yeah, there was a, there was God's hand took, took extra care building this because it's just so beautiful. You know, it yeah. really is. Yeah. I hear. ya. And you know, it, it's funny, Trevor years and years ago, I went to a family reunion and most of my family are either PhDs or MDs. Okay. And I went to a family reunion and I was in an 84 P 359, And, uh, and now this is back a long time ago. And I, I don't know if you know what brush popper shirts are, but they I were do. a thing back. I ago. do. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I've got my, I've got my starch blue jeans, my starch Wranglers, you know, my <laughs> brush popper shirt, my hair looks good, you know, and I set the brakes and I get out. And one of my relatives said, I don't understand this. I said, you don't understand what? I'm not going to name the relative, but he said, I don't understand this. Said, you don't understand what? Well, you know, there's Joanne. She holds three PhDs. There's Ben. He holds two PhDs. There's Carol, a doctor of microbiome chemistry. And she goes through this whole list of all of my family's, um, academic accomplishments. And she said, and And you drive a truck? (laughs) I said, "Yeah." I said, "But let me ask you something." I said, uh, "I said, have you ever have you ever eaten halibut fresh off the boat?" Mm. I said, "Have you ever seen three hundred thousand head of caribou, also known as reindeer, going across the Canadian tundra?" Yeah. I said, "Have you seen the Northern Lights?" Have you watched a pack of wolves trailing caribou? Yeah. Because I have. Exactly. Yeah. I said, have you ever, have you ever taken a cup of coffee and poured it out the window in Meadow Lake, Alaska and watched it freeze before it hit the ground? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I said, these are things that I've, that I've been able to see and I've seen them more than once. I've done them and I've been paid to do it. So when I'm an old old man and I sit on my porch in my rocking chair and I can't do anything but re- but reflect on my life. Yep. My life is going to have a beautiful beautiful reflection. That's right.
0: Yeah. Oh, I get you it. You know? Oh, and and I would you know what? I want to stick on this topic. I was going to go I was going to ask you some other stuff but one one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was the romance of trucking now i don't think trucking today and you can correct me if i'm wrong i don't think trucking today is as romantic as it was in the 70s and 80s and maybe even the early 90s and i don't mean fucking romantic like like you romance your wife or your girlfriend i mean truckers love trucking good good old boy down home old school truckers they live and breathe fucking diesel 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 fuel and horsepower what is what is what is so romantic about trucking and if you could like i said in in the 70s and 80s it really seemed to be you know guys just died to
1: truck what is it that makes it so fucking romantic (sighs) back then it was the freedom. It was the freedom and Trevor, whenever you brought this started on this, the, the, the first thing that came to mind was back in, I don't know, maybe 92 thereabouts, 92, 93. It was my first time running out through Sturgis. Okay. And, right. and it was bike week. Oh yeah. And, and, Back then, you know, the, 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 and I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a motorcycle rider. I, 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 just, I'm just not, but the kinship between truckers and bikers was just, just amazing because bikers love being bikers because of the freedom that they have, the freedom of the open road, go, you know, nobody's breathing down your neck. Nobody's telling you what to do. You know, you get to see God's country. You get to meet all the people. You get to, to to see things that nobody else gets to see. Well, it's the same thing with trucking. But now, and let me back up. The first time I went through Sturgis back in like 92, 93, something like that. Oh. I was in a W900 and, and yeah, it was, it was a sharp looking large car. It it was really nice and kind of, it was a champagne color truck. I'll never forget that. But anyway, I mean, as I'm coming into Sturgis, you know, there's bikes everywhere and, or bikers everywhere and they treated me like I was one of them. I treated them like they were one of me.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Now. This last year I'm going through Sturgis and uh and during bike week in Sturgis, trucks are relegated, they have to travel in the left lane. It's left lane only through Sturgis. Okay. During bike week. And so I'm I'm in the left lane. I'll get a ticket if I get out of the left lane. Right. And bikes are passing me on the on the passenger side. Which is what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and they're flipping me off and throwing beer bottles at me. Mm. Yeah, because I'm riding the left lane. Right. Things have changed so much, and and it's not just that relationship, but the camaraderie between truckers. Back when I started, the back row of the truck stop was not called the back row; it was called party row.
0: And it's okay. not that
1: we're back there doing drugs and smoking weed. In fact, I've never done drugs. I've never smoked weed in my life. I've never even tried it. Okay. My sister did enough of that shit for me. <laughs> but uh, but back then, you park on the back row, and I carry a grill. I've got a grill in my headache rack right now. I've got okay. charcoal in my headache rack. You know, but everybody uh, – well, not everybody, but most of the trucks – they carried a small grill, one of those little small hibachi-type grills. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, somebody would, would catch a cab or catch a ride with somebody that worked at the truck stop, go to the, go to the grocery store and, and buy hamburger meat and, and some steaks or pork chops, hot dogs, whatever. And we're all out there cooking, you know, we're, somebody's, we've got some beer, we got some whiskey, but we're also going to take a long nap, true. Right. Yep. and, uh, and the camaraderie was there, you yeah. know, the brotherhood was there mm-hmm. now it's just not there anymore. I wish it could come back. Yeah. And I think that if truck drivers today could just see what it was like 30, 35 years ago, it would come back
0: yeah i hear you and i don't and i don't think like i don't think well you mentioned it biker bikers now that's it's not an industry but there's a lot of industries trucking isn't the only industry that you know has gotten away from that i look at agriculture and you know it used to be your your next door neighbor had a breakdown you went and you helped your next door neighbor and now and my next door neighbors listen to this podcast so i'm not I'm not saying that this doesn't happen, but now you have a breakdown and your next door neighbor, you know, points and laughs at you instead of, you know, bringing his combine over and helping you get done or whatever. Then they sit there and they said, well, we got done before you like, there's no, there doesn't seem to be the camaraderie in agriculture that there used to be. So it's not just, it's not just trucking by any means, but you see those old posts, you see those old postcards, you know, or, or old TV commercials of you know, the trucker pulling over at the truck stop and he's, you know, he's got a handful of quarters so he can call home and talk to the wife and kids and and whatever. And, you know, the it's late at night and it's pouring rain and the headlights are shining. And there's just, I don't know, there's always something that's drawn me to it. Um, there's an old boy lives just down the road from me. And actually he's not that old, but he's an old school trucker. And, uh, I was going to have him on the podcast one day too. And I just haven't got around to it, but him and I were just talking at a, at a community event here one night and we got talking about trucking and I was telling him everything I enjoy about trucking. And, and he said to me, he goes, Oh, he goes, yeah, you've got the bug. He said, you'd have been a good one, you know, back in the seventies or eighties. Cause you get it. You, you've got it figured out. But, um, when I leave home here with the, with the trains, and quite often, you know, he's out cutting his lawn or whatever, and he'll stop and he just watches me go down the road, and he gives a wave, and you can tell he misses trucking. I've I've tried to get him to drive for me every once in a while. Uh, he will every once in a while, but it's just not. He's he's uh, I don't know. He's got other things on the go, which is fine. But but uh, no, the the romance of it, and to, to tie in with it, and I, I know you can speak on this because you grew up in one part of the reason that the camaraderie and the romance has died is
1: because good truck stops are no longer. Oh my God. There, you, you have hit the nail on the head there, brother. You know, I was, I was so, I was so just heartbroken. There's a, there's a truck stop. There was a truck stop there on I29 just before you get to St. Joseph, Missouri, kind of between St. Joseph and Kansas City. And it was called the Ferris, F A R R I S, Ferris Truck Stop. And it was one of my dad's leading com- uh, competitors whenever okay. he had his truck stop. And I was I was in the Ferris Truck Stop, I don't know, maybe not quite a year ago. And I asked, uh, I asked the lady behind the counter and she'd worked there for 40 years. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, why is everything on sale? And she remembered me from back in the day. Mm -hmm. And she said, bear, they sold out. They sold out to pilot. Mm She said, you gotta be kidding. She said, no, she said, they're going to, she said next week, we're closing the doors. And. Oh, they're going to tear this building down. They're going to build a pilot here. And it's nothing against the pilot corporation. I don't want to get sued or anything. No, sir. But the, uh, the Ferris truck stop, you know, you walked into the truck stop and it's, sm- this is going to sound nuts, but it smelled like a truck stop. I yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, ah. Uh, Attached to it was a really good restaurant, Mm -hmm. you know, a sit down, uh, waitress came over and took your order. You know, she walked up with a glass of tea, Mm -hmm. not even knowing if that's what you wanted because that's what hell, that's what everybody orders. Right. And, uh, and now it's gone. Yeah. And so now instead of instead of going in and sitting down and having a conversation with the driver in the next booth. Now you walk in, you, you order your taco bell and you go eat in your truck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, um, now I have, I haven't traveled. Fuck the old saying you've backed up more miles than I've fucking drove, (laughs) but there's two. I can only think of two in my travels here in Ontario. There's a little there's a little truck stop just north of Barrie, Ontario, between Barrie and Aurelia. And then there's one at a little four-corner town called Teviotdale. And I've been to both of them, in this, and I know exactly what you're talking about. You walk in, and, and you can smell, to me, you can smell the fucking grease on the grill because the grill probably hasn't been cleaned in 40 years. But that's yeah. where that, that pork chop, or that steak or that hot hamburger sandwich or whatever that that's where it actually gets its flavor is off that fucking grill and you get your potatoes your corn your carrots your green beans and 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 the waitress is wearing like the old school that you see in like like a waitress's uniform right yeah and there's only two of those left and and anytime i'm in either direction i get the chance I stop for a bacon and eggs or, or a hot hamburger or, or a pork chop with fucking mushroom soup or whatever. And and you're right. You used to sit down, you talk to the guy in the booth next to you. Maybe you're going the same direction. You know, you join up, you follow each other out, whatever, but no, now you go in, you get your, you're right. You get your taco bell, you get your pizza out of a fucking, uh, case. Right. And you go in and you eat in your truck and it's, it's, it's disheartening. It's, it's sad to see really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's really sad, you know, because it's just, and it all ties together. When you have that, when you have that camaraderie, whenever you have that chance to, to talk to each other and, you know, I talked to the guy in the next booth. I don't know what he's driving. I don't know who he drives for, but you, you form a kinship with one another. And then 30, 40, 50, 100 miles down the road, you see a truck on the shoulder of the road with his hood up. Uh, you holler on the radio. If he doesn't answer, you pull over and ask him if, if he needs help. Right. You know, and that doesn't happen anymore. When you, Think about this, Trevor. When was the last time you saw a truck on the shoulder with its hood up and another truck either in front of or behind him
0: I can't it doesn't happen. No, I, and when I was, that I when I it. was
1: coming up, that was, I mean, you did not pass a truck on the shoulder that was on the shoulder without stopping to help him. Right. You just didn't do it. Now, if you stop to help him, you're probably, you're prone to get shot or knocked in the head, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're not kidding. You're not
0: kidding. So that's another topic that things have kind of, kind of gone by the wayside. You talked about giving the guy a hauler on the radio. There's, there's two things that I've noticed about CB radios. Either nobody uses them or the guys that are using them won't shut the fuck up and you shut it off anyways. Whatever, like, like CB radios have gone, like nobody takes advantage of them anymore either, right?
1: You know, it's funny you say that because about won't shut the fuck up. I don't know if you hear him in Ontario. Do you uh do you ever catch up from a guy named Mudduck? I fucking think I have. Yes. Yeah, talking about window liquors and all yeah.
0: that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yesterday I've got a. I've, I'm old school, like you say, and I've I run a. In fact, I just traded for this radio. I had a DX ninety eight VHP Galaxy, which is a big ass radio. Okay. And I traded it for a Longhorn by Ranger and this radio, uh, it, uh, on the bench with the, at the CB shop, man, it's putting out 1,250 Watts. I can reach out and touch somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't use it because these, these base stations get on 19 and just they just say the same crap over and over it's like they're on a repeater or something and you end up just having to turn your radio off yeah because you know they these base stations are just talking their shit or you've got guys on there that uh, i went through chicago or Chicago Land yesterday very rarely does anybody drive through chicago but you know, I was on two ninety-four going through Chicagoland. And you you pretty well have to turn your radio off because if not, and this is no joke, this is what you hear constantly. Somebody on the radio saying, Hey boys, I'm not wearing any panties. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck if you're wearing panties or not, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, I hear you. See, up up
0: here, because I run I run um so from Northeast to Toronto, and I run a lot of grain down to Hamilton. So we get going across the top end of Toronto there. And, um, man, oh man, the reason I shut it off most of the time is because all you hear is buddy, 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 hey buddy, 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 buddy. And I know, you know what I'm talking about. And I know some of the gravel haulers that listen to my, uh, podcast, they know what I'm talking about too. And I can't stand listening to those fucking guys either.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I do. And, and, you know, I'm going to tell you not only, and I, I call those the Haji drivers. <laughs> okay. And, but, uh, but I'm going to tell you something. Not only are, are they some of the rudest people on the, on the CB, but talking about some dangerous drivers. Oh Yeah. Oh my time. god. Yeah, no, I was I, in a. Yeah, I agree with you. I was I was passing a truck. I was on US 212 in Montana. And for the majority of it is 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 a uh, two lane with a shoulder on each side. Mm-hmm. But it it saves a, it's it's just a shortcut. And uh you know, and I don't know if if you, Whenever you, uh, I 90 makes a dip down through Sheridan, Wyoming, and then comes back up. Yep. Or you can take US 212 across.
0: Okay. And,
1: yep. and this guy, he's, he's running 62 to 65. I get me a good wide open spot, pull out to pass him, and I get right beside him, and he speeds up. And he hole dropped right beside me and I ended up, I had to back out of it and get back behind him. And because I, you know, there was oncoming traffic then. So yeah. And I, I hollered at him on the radio. I said, dude, why did you, why did you speed up and not let me around you? And it's funny. You said that about buddy because he gets on the radio. He, he actually had a radio and he gets on the radio. And he said, buddy, 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 go fuck yourself. <laughs> Come on man. I'm just trying to pass you. I'm just trying to do my fucking job.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's um, he would rather
1: put me in a head-on and a headlong head-on collision situation than let me get past him, you know?
0: That's right. Well, one of the things I noticed too is like the CB radio is a fucking tool. It can it can it can save your fucking life. You know, if you're going oh, yeah. across the, the Dakotas or Montana in blizzard conditions and there's a 30-car pileup on the interstate, like guys got the radios shut off or whatever, you're going to drive right into that fucking thing, that pile up. Whereas if you're, if guys are using the radios correctly and as the tool, the way they should be used, you can save not only your own life, but a lot of fucking other lives too.
1: Right. I had that come up and I remember the date very well because it was my birthday. Okay. It was October the 12th in 21. And it was the first really bad, uh, blizzard to hit, uh, Montana. And I was coming into, I'm, I'm headed from, from the West to the East and I'm coming into Bozeman or, well, I've already gone through Bozeman, but I'm fixing to go through the Bozeman pass Mm -hmm. and a guy hard at me on the radio. And, and, you know, my truck kind of stands out. It's, it's really pretty. It's, it's burnt orange. You know, I'm pulling flatbed. So this guy hollers at me and he said, uh, he said that burnt orange flatbed. He said, you got it on? I said, yeah. And now I'm already going slow because it's, it's a fucking blizzard, man. And he said, when you get into the pass, he said, right around that curve. He said, there's like five or six trucks stopped in the slow lane. And I, I I was in the, I was in the slow lane. He said, there's like five or six trucks stopped in the slow lane, right around that curve. He said, you better get over. And, uh, so I did, I got moved over and sure enough, I mean, I slowed down even more than I, than I already was. But as soon as I came around that curve, there were five trucks stopped in the slow lane and it was, they all had dingleberries hanging from their windshields and their oh, mirrors. Fuck. Yeah. And they they just stopped right there in the slow lane to put their chains on. Oh, and yeah. if it hadn't been for that guy hollering at me, you know
0: who knows what would have happened. Yeah, for sure. So, do you have a uh, do you have a CB handle? Like, do you are you? I've, what's your handle?
1: My handle is just Bear, like bear. a grizzly bear, set up am meaner.
0: Okay, so how do you get? I don't have a CB handle. How do you get a CB? Like, is it do you come up with it yourself, or do people just kind of say? Like, Bear, to me, you look like a big guy. You got a deep set of pipes on you. You look like a fucking Bear, in my opinion. So, Bear, it fits. Do you, Is it is your CB handle something that's given to you, or do you come up with it on your own?
1: Most guys come up with one on their own, and then a, then a good friend will give them one. Okay. And, like, my originally, my CB handle was Okie Dokie. Not because of Oklahoma, but because instead of saying 10 4, I'd say okie dokie. Okay. And so people just started calling me okie dokie. And uh, uh then a friend of mine found out that I was a licensed and bonded auctioneer.
0: No and shit. so he started right. yeah, he
1: started calling me fast talker. Okay. and and fast talker hung in there for a long time. And uh and bear actually just happened since I've been with this company. I'm six foot three. I weigh 270 pounds. And, no, uh, <laughs> and my best friend who also drives for this company, uh, he told me, he said, I'm not calling you fast talker. He said, that's too damn many syllables. I said, all right. He said, I'm just going to call you bear. Cause you big grizzly bear looking motherfucker. <laughs> and my first name being Barry, you know it—it it just really works. Absolutely. But I gave him his CB handle. He's five foot five and weighs maybe a buck and a quarter, and and uh, I don't even remember what his handle was. But it was something stupid like Night Stalker or some bullshit like that. And I said, uh. Oh. I said, "You saw it off, man." He said, <laughs> "What?" Sawed off. I said, "Cause somebody sawed you off at the motherfucking knees, dude." <laughs> that's
0: fucking funny i like that so i'm gonna throw this out there all the all the truck drivers the hurlbert boys the Skelton boys the new market equipment boys um the marquis boys whoever the fucking morton boys you fuckers i want you to give me a cb handle don't you're not going to offend me either i know all these guys listen to my podcast i want them to try and come up with a C because I'm not a real trucker if I don't have a fucking CB handle that's just the way it
1: is right well being that your last name is Cox you better be careful because (laughs) they're probably going to give you something pretty rank you know what fuck when you grow
0: up with that name man you've heard it all anyways right (laughs) you fucking heard it all anyways right so um, let's talk about let's talk about I love I love CB radio talk let's talk about CB radio lingo Like like you guys, you got code words for everything. And maybe you don't maybe hey, listen, maybe we don't want to give away too many secrets, but it's got CB talk. There's a there's a rhythm to the way you talk, or there at least there used to be in the glory days. There's a rhythm and there's some lingo. I don't know. Talk like talk to us about that. Like, do you know what I'm getting at?
1: Well, it used to, and and the reason this came up or or came to be. Uh, I was, I was very young then, but, uh, all right. Uh, kind of like the, the term good buddy. Yep. Okay. Used to, there was nothing wrong with being caught with, with saying, all right, they're a good buddy. Well, but then four wheelers, cars, motorcycles, pickups, uh, two wheels, four wheels. They all had CB radios. Right. And now, And it's still this way today. You call somebody a good buddy, you're calling them a homosexual. Mm. That's the code word for a homosexual. See, I didn't fucking know Uh, that, but carry on.
0: Huh? I said, I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that.
1: Right. So, well, that's, that is the code word for a homosexual is a good buddy. Okay. Oh, and I, I, you don't hear it much anymore, but used to, oh, a rest area with a pickle park. Have you ever heard that, you know, your roadside rest area? Yep. That's called a pickle park. And the reason for that is because, uh, you didn't ever want to pull into a rest area after dark without your doors locked because the homosexuals were everywhere, man. I mean, you couldn't go step behind a tree, take a leak without somebody trying to lick your dick. (laughs) I'm not joking. I believe you. I fucking believe it. You know, so, uh, on the, on the radio, you, you hear somebody, you know, talking about, well, the pickle park's full or something like that. That's a rest area. Uh, of course, you know, you've got your, your obligatory terms for, for police officers, highway patrol, whatever, you know, you got your, uh, you got your plain, plain white wrappers. So that's, uh, uh, that's a uh, an unmarked police car. That's white. You got your plain brown wrappers, and that's literally any other co- color. Uh, unmarked police co- police car. Okay. No, uh, you get up in the uh, you get up in the northern states, close to Canada. Uh, and. You've got your, uh, uh, you got your Mounties. They just call them Mounties, yep. you know, homage to Canada. Yep. Uh, but now all across the South, if it's a, if it's a County cop, then it's a County Mountie. Ah,
0: okay. Yep.
1: Yep. And, and you got to, especially in the South, you got to really watch out for the County, for the County Mounties mm-hmm. because them some bitches are trying to make a name for themselves I don't know if they get a commission off the tickets they ride or what, but goddamn they love snagging a big truck. Is that right? Oh hmm. yeah.
0: I'll have to keep that in but, mind uh, if I'm ever trucking in the south.
1: You know, it's funny though, there's there's uh now I don't know any uh colorful names for towns or or cities in Canada, but just about every major town in America, they've changed the name of it. Right. You know, Los Angeles is shaky, shaky town. I have heard that. The, yep. Yep. Uh, Chicago actually has a couple of different names. They call it Big Windy because mm-hmm. it's known as the Windy City. Yep. Or it's Chicagogo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you uh uh now not anymore. It's kind of gone away. But used to Houston was not called Houston, it was the Dome. And it's because Houston had the Astrodome. Ah uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, because of the Astrodome. Yeah. Okay. You know you you uh now Nashville, Tennessee, it's not called Nashville, it's called Crashville. Okay. and and that's aptly named too. That's a it's hard to drive through Nashville without seeing a fucking wreck.
0: Mm, good to know. Oh uh,
1: let's see uh, uh Dallas, for some reason, I've never heard a, uh, a, a, a a different name for Dallas. Is that right? It's just fucking Dallas. You know, I guess nothing rhymes with Dallas, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess not. No,
1: but no. The reason that all these names came up, Trevor, are because truck drivers wanted to be able to distinguish each other from the cars. Okay. You know, you didn't know if you were talking to a four-wheeler or a trucker, except for by the way that that person talked back to you.
0: Makes total sense. I get it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, if, uh, if say like you're going to New Jersey, uh, a lot of, everybody knows or everybody in America knows that New Jersey is called the garden state. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just, you know, it's, that's its moniker is the garden state. Well, truck drivers change it to the garbage state. <laughs> right. So if you heard somebody on the radio saying, yeah, I'm headed to the garden state, you're talking to a four wheeler.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Okay. I, and I never thought of that. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sift, sift out the wannabes, we'll call them. Right. I'm sorry. Now I said, well, it'll sift out the wannabes. Right. Like right. Don't, exactly. That, that's what it does. Yeah. So kind of sticking with the, with the, like we got, we started this with CB Handles naming your truck. You don't see guys name, I, I shouldn't say that used to be everybody had a name for their truck, and it was painted on the back of the truck. You don't see that anymore except the good old boys. Is there something to naming your truck? Like they say, if you don't name your boat, it's bad luck. Is there something
1: like that with trucks too? There used to be. Okay. There used to be. Uh, Your truck was a part of you. Just like your wife is a part of you. Right. You know, and so... Uh, now truckers, and this goes back to the way trucking has changed. Mm-hmm. Truckers don't view it the same way that, that we did back whenever I was coming up, uh, this truck, I don't have it painted on here, but this truck's name is Eleanor. Eleanor. Okay. Yep. The okay. truck I had before this truck was Eleanor. Okay. And, and I, I don't, <sighs> I don't know exactly why Eleanor. I just always love that name. I think mm. it's a beautiful name. And if you're a, if you're a male, heterosexual male, uh, you need to treat your truck like you treat your woman. Right. With love, kindness, caring. You take care of your truck and your truck will take care of you. Now, I'm not going to give my truck my wife's name.
0: Right no right I, yeah
1: i get For it one thing yep. because if i called my truck by my wife's name she's gonna knock the shit out of me saying what you think i'm big as a truck
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh oh uh, so yeah i just always love the name eleanor
0: but if you're a male heterosexual truck driver do you have to give your truck a female name no
1: no uh, uh i had a good friend of mine who his uh he he drove uh he drove a just jet black. I'm talking about glossy jet black Peterbilt. Now this was back in the in the eighties and uh I think it was a 351 model, one of those old needle nose peterbilt's yeah Yep. And anyway, he uh he drove that truck and he had the name of that truck painted on the back of the sleeper, which was Tar Baby. Tar Baby. Uh huh.
0: Well, and the reason I asked that question is the guy down the road here, I can't remember exactly, but it had to be about a 95 379. <laughs> Same thing, glossy black, just the right amount of chrome. And he had, I think they were actually called like the headlight style. They were, I think they were called Wyatt headlights. Yeah. But, anyways, this guy, he, he was born and raised in the wrong part of the world. He should have been a cowboy. His right. Truck His truck, because he's obsessed with cowboying and he's a big, big Wyatt Earp fan. So that black truck was named Wyatt right across the back of the sleeper. And I always right. thought that was the coolest fucking thing. And part of the reason I liked trucking and wanted to get into was because I always used to drive down the road and that truck would be sitting there just fucking gleaming. Right. And it was just, it always caught my eye. But yeah, his, his truck was named Wyatt. And I always, so I always wondered, you know, what is the story behind naming your truck? Makes total sense. Makes total sense.
1: I've got a good friend of mine and I met him through TikTok and we, we talk on the phone fairly regularly. Uh, on TikTok, he, his, uh, his TikTok handle is, is Peterbilt71. Okay. And his truck's name is Clyde his handle is Joker and his truck's name is Clyde and, and how he came up with those. I don't know, but uh, you know, what's what you don't see very often anymore is drivers putting their handle on their door. Right. And okay. mine is on my window, my window right here. Yeah. But my wife's handle, Which I gave to her is on the passenger side, and you know it's it's just something that used to be very common. Mm -hmm. Now you hardly ever see it anymore. And Trevor, I wish there were a way to bring to bring at least some of the old school back. Oh, you know,
0: it's um, you're not alone.
1: I like, I'm
0: young. I'm not forty yet. I fucking feel 40, but I'm not 40. And I wish I could go back and do it in what I call the glory days of trucking. I really do. I just, that's yeah. just the way I am. I'm a little bit old. I was,
1: myself. I was at the Petro in Portage, Wisconsin last winter, and it wasn't a real cold day. It, uh, I think that evening it got down into the end of the upper fifties that evening so it was it was fairly warm for the time of year and me and another peterson driver were there and i got to talking to some of these old there were there were three other old school drivers and we're all parked right there together and uh, i got my grill out and and weren't, we weren't cooking anything we just wanted to have a campfire right and so i've got my grill out and my charcoal going you know and and our trucks are all right there together and uh, oh, hello i i don't have one with me right now but in the summertime whenever it's more conducive to sitting around outside i carry a fold out chair you know like yep. you know it it all collapses yep yep and hell they did too tony the younger driver, he didn't have a chair. So he's sitting on the back of his flatbed. And, but we're sitting around basically the campfire. We're telling old truck driver stories. We're passing around a bottle of Pendleton, good Canadian oh, whiskey. Fuck, it's good stuff. Yeah, it is. It but is. But we're passing around a bottle of Pendleton. And I, I looked over at Tony. I said, son, you're keeping your mouth shut a whole lot, which is very uncommon for you. He said, goddamn, man. He said, I'm just learning right now. He said, "This yeah. is the greatest day of my life."
0: Yeah, like, like I told you that I would only keep you for about an hour. We're running over an hour. I mean, you said you've got all day. I'm gonna run out of my own time. Like I could sit and and listen to you for forever. But just but that I can sit and listen to old farmers, old hockey players, old fucking welders. I could like guys that have been through the shit, seen and done it. In not only the glory days of trucking, but fuck it. Let's call it the glory days of fucking society, right? Right. When men were men, women were women. And like, and I don't mean that in a fucking um chauvinistic way. It's just the way it fucking was. But I could listen you know, to back them. when women had uteruses. <laughs> correct. Fucking yeah. correct. Yeah. But um so let's go down this road. Um, truck driving music. Truck driving what? Truck driving music. What are you listening to on the road? Like, is it just Merle and Whalen and Hank and, and the boys? Johnny? George Stray? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah? Pretty
1: much, yeah. Uh, I don't like having to search for, for a radio station, so I... I haven't figured out uh, Spotify, okay. But I have I've, I've got a lot of stations on my Pandora. Okay. And my go-to stations are I've got Waylon. I've got I've got believe it or not I got Willie and I don't even like Willie because well I've met him he's an asshole.
0: Okay, fair believe, enough.
1: I mean I've I've met him and I can say that with all honesty and candor. I believe did not it. like him. Okay, but I've got a Wayland station. I've got a, and Wayland's my favorite. But I've got Wayland. I've got Willie. I've got Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. No, George Jones. Oh my God! Yeah, you got to have George Jones, man. (laughs) And uh, I'm, George Strait. I don't have one of his stations now. I I was fortunate enough to meet George Strait. In fact, I poured the man a cup of coffee one time. Come on. Seriously, in Luling, Texas. I was standing there waiting on the coffee to finish brewing and I mean it's just barely trickling. And I hear a guy behind me and he says, You think that coffee could brew any slower? And I turned and looked and I said, No, well, goddamn, you're George Strait. <laughs> he said, Well, goddamn, you're right. Oh, and oh. I had just seen him, I'd taken my wife to see him at the Houston uh stock show and rodeo, and uh, I we'd seen him the night before, and super nice guy. Not nearly as tall as I thought he would be. Really? Okay. He yeah. looks like he's about six fucking six. No, he's like five fucking ten. No shit.
0: No I shit. Would've,
1: I would have never guessed it. But you talk about a super nice guy super mm-hmm. nice guy but uh but i I listen to the old country, what I call the old country I listen to a lot of cody jinks okay yep oh uh, i uh and that's about that's about it now i gotta admit uh, uh i uh, every once in a while i gotta switch over and throw down with some a c d c or well, fuck yeah, Nazareth hair of the dog, man.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's just that just goes without saying. Like, right? Yeah. When you got to get the adrenaline going, you fucking toss some ACDC dc on there. Yeah, some Nazareth. Yeah. 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 Some Ted Nugent. Fuck, why not throw yep. him in there? Right. Oh Absolutely. yeah. Oh, and
1: one other kind of a newer guy that that I really like, and that's Hank the Third.
0: Yeah. See, I haven't del. I haven't dove into too much of his stuff, but I've heard good things. Some of
1: his stuff is too vulgar to listen to, to be honest. Okay. And I don't have any fucking problem with vulgarity. I, I can but tell, some,
0: which is cool.
1: But some of his stuff is just too vulgar to listen to. But no. But I I, I can't really get into this country rap.
0: Nobody just, can. Not the not, no,
1: I just, not real country
0: fans. They can't no. get into it. Bro country. They call it bro country. Right. Yeah, it's it's horseshit. Right, it's I'm, a,
1: I'm an old country fan, you know, and 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 every once in a while, just depending on how melancholy I am, I'll throw some Tom T Hall in there. Okay, you know, some uh, Charlie Pride. Okay, all right. So,
0: moving on from the music. Now, I, there's a little bit of a pattern here. See, I'm trying to, again, there's a lot of there's a lot of young truck drivers or guys that want to be young truck drivers that listen to this podcast. It By no means is it a truck driving podcast. It's just the type of fucking guy that listens to my podcast. So there's a bit of a pattern here. I'm trying to, you know, reintroduce the old school shit to these young kids or these young truck drivers like myself. But truck driving clothing. Okay, you see a lot of guys now with the flip flops and the shorts and the fucking... I know you're not supposed to call them this anybody but a wife beater, whatever. You don't see guys with, the uh, what's the name of that shirt you referred to earlier? Brush popper, brush popper shirts, wrangler jeans, a nice pair of boots, a vest. Always got to have a vest, right? A good right. trucking vest and, and a trucker's hat. You don't, you don't see those good old boys anymore. Ever, like tell me what you got to wear to be taken seriously as a truck driver.
1: You know, I'm I'm glad you brought this up, Trevor, because for me, and it it just it it's kind of heartbreaking. I I don't look at these people with disgust or anything like that. I mean, if uh, if you watch very many of my videos, I I believe, and I'm I'm not a liberal by any stretch of the imagination, not at all. What I am though is a man who believes that you do you. I'm gonna do me. That's fair. But, yeah. but I, I see these these drivers today that they're wearing pajama pants, mm-hmm. and uh, hell, I see them get out of the truck to fuel their truck, and they're wearing a pajama pants, slippers, and a robe. Yeah, I've seen that. And yeah. and. Uh, to me it's that's not just a truck driver thing. That's a, that's a, that's a self-respect. Self-image. So it's a self-respect thing, right? It's how do you view yourself? And, but for me, I'm going to dress, I'm going to dress the way that I need to in the event that I'm in a bad wreck. Mm, yep. Absolutely. And, and I, I've said this to other people and they didn't understand what I was talking about, but, But in the wintertime, I'm running through, uh, you know, it's it's 15, 10 degrees, something like that outside, Uh, snow blowing, whatever. I'm going to have two pair of socks on. I'm going to have long john underwear under my pants. I'm going to be wearing denim pants. I'm going to have at least a hoodie on because if I'm in a wreck and there's a very good possibility that I will be in a wreck. You know, you you run millions of miles. Something's going to happen eventually, and for me, that's something that something hasn't happened yet. So, you know the. But in the event that you're in a wreck, I'm going to be dressed to where I'm not going to freeze to death. Yeah, I hear you. That's you know, just common but, sense, though, too. Right, but in the summertime, I'm not wearing shorts. I don't I have some shorts at home that I wear after I get out of the shower and I'm going to go sit on the couch. Right. That that's what those shorts are for. Yeah. But the and this is just me personally and I don't want somebody else to be offended and if you are, well I don't fucking care. <laughs> but for me, I'm not going to present myself publicly in a fashion anything other than the very best i possibly can look and it's not a vanity it's i have a lot of self-respect
0: i, I respect
1: you. myself
0: yeah no i i hear
1: you for sure yeah for sure you know yeah. i don't uh i don't own a pair of flip-flops in fact i've never owned a pair of flip-flops right yeah and i'm damn sure not going to drive down the road in barefooted or something like that no, no. You know, I'm, I'm going to be dressed as a grown man should dress.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in a lot of your videos, which we're going to get to your videos, we're, we're going to get there. I just, I guess the more we talk, the more shit I come up with to ask you about but <clears throat> in the majority of your videos, like you're rocking some fucking denim overalls. Yeah. That's badass. I see a guy of your vintage and your build and this is an ass kiss and this is common sense I see a guy of your vintage your character your build he's wearing denim overalls I am not fucking with that guy no sir it got like he will break me in half this just I don't know let's just
1: give me just a second here buddy
0: <laughs> okay there he is i wondered if this was coming he's got his denim overalls on right now fucking a doggy there you go yeah like i listen i see a man dressed like that not fucking with him no goddamn way because you mean business you ain't there to fuck around
1: That's exactly the way i look at it yeah yeah <laughs> exactly
0: That's you know not- it
1: was it was funny Yeah. Oh. I was walking through a truck stop and I don't even remember where I was. I couldn't tell you what state I was in at this time, but I'm walking through a truck stop and there's a guy wearing overalls just like these. And he looked at me and he said, finally, I said, finally what man? He said, finally, somebody else who knows how to dress correctly. (laughs) Right
0: on. Oh, that's good shit for sure. So one last question and then we're gonna get we're gonna get into your TikTok videos a little bit. Your uh Harriest Drive, worst motherfucking drive you've ever had in your life. Where was it? What was going on? Why was it so bad? Can you name one? I mean there's probably been a hundred or more, but the one that really sticks out in your mind, break it down.
1: The one that the one that scares me the most or scared me the most. I was pulling tanker out of Texas City, Texas. And I was I was carrying a product that it 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 was multiple placard. It was called tetrabutyl hydroperoxide. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: It had a uh uh it was a marine it was a marine pollutant it was these are the placards that it carried on it. Okay. Marine pollutant, mugenic, it, it was a mutagenic uh, agent. So if you got it on you, it would mutate your your DNA. Wow. Uh, flammable, explosive, and an oxidizer. So if you know anything about fire, you have to have. You've got to have fuel. Mm-hmm. You have to have an ignition source, and you have to have oxygen. Mm-hmm. Well. It is its own fuel. It had a, uh, a flashpoint of 141 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but 141 degrees Fahrenheit. That it's ain't so hot. hot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it made its own oxygen. Hmm. And hmm. I saw a video of a tanker of this exploding, and it left a 65-foot crater in the ground. Yeah. Well, the reason this one stands out is I'm going up uh, U.S. 59 out of Houston, and I'd gotten just outside of Lufkin, Texas, and I'm running along there, 68 miles an hour, something like that, and I blew a steering tire on the driver's side. Oh fuck! Yeah. yeah. And I've got oncoming traffic Poor and fuck. what's even worse is when I blew the steering tire, the tire took out the, the power steering lines running to my power steering pump. So then I've got no power steering and Trevor, I'm just, I'm very lucky that, that I'm, I'm stronger than, than your average. Mm, I can, you know, tell. I'm, I'm yeah. really big and really strong because I'm literally, I'm, I'm fighting that wheel like that. Yep. And, uh, and all this happened in a matter of seconds, you know, but had I wrecked, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. No, sir. That's that uh, was probably the scaredest that I've ever been. And that's the only steering tire that I ever blew.
0: You know what? That's, and and I've seen it. I was following a truck one time and the guy's steering, tire blew, and I have a good buddy who had a steering tire blow on him and he ended up going out through the windshield. He was fine. L- again, lucky couple, couple stitches, you know, a couple bruises, but that's my biggest fear. I can handle driving on ice. I can handle driving in a snowstorm rain, idiot fucking drivers all around me. But my biggest fear is blowing a fucking steer tire because I'm not a big, strong motherfucker like you. I'm 5'10. I'm 195 pounds, maybe, maybe 200. But I don't have, I don't think I'd have the power to fucking hang on to her, especially if I'm loaded. No fucking way. That's my biggest fear. And it's just like, what do you, what do you do? Right. What do you right. do? So You're I can wow. understand, especially with what you were pulling. God damn. I'll tell you what you shit. do
1: you learn a real short prayer and you say it really fucking fast.
0: <laughs> I fucking bet absolutely, absolutely. So so what what got me on to uh your TikTok was and I e- listen, again, you're 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 very quick to respond. Yesterday I I you you came across my page on TikTok and uh you were cooking something up in your in your truck. I think you video that came up you're cooking up a steak and you you know you videoed yourself seasoning it up and cooking it up and everything so i started watching your videos and pretty much all your your trucking videos are about cooking in your sleeper and you come up with some good stuff yeah you're cooking burgers you're cooking steaks you made that cowboy stew that and you're not wrong you know it cost you 20 bucks to make and you ate it for four fucking days like shit like that like that's that's part of surviving on the road. Talk to us about, about your videos on TikTok and just being able and creative enough to just some of the stuff you cook up in your sleeper. Cause again, there ain't no good fucking truck stops anymore. So
1: no, there's not any good truck stops anymore. And, and the thing is, Trevor, if you find a truck stop that does have some pretty decent food, you can't afford to buy it. Fair enough. Yep. You know, Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I make a lot more i'm I'm so fortunate to be with the company I'm with mm-hmm. because they 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 pay their drivers well, you know they expect us to work hard, but in return they pay us well. but a lot of these drivers out here today i mean my god if if they make if they make forty thousand a year, they're lucky mm-hmm. you know, and I got to thinking about. <sighs> I got to thinking about how much it costs me, and and I generally just eat two meals a day. Okay. And you know and and well, I want to keep my my good figure. <laughs> I but that. I uh, I got to thinking about how much it costs me, and you go in to uh, you go into these truck stops and. Uh, you, you, most companies you have to fuel at this place or you have to fuel at that place. Like with us, we, we fuel at loves. Okay. Yep. And your options at loves is, you know, you got the, you got the roller dogs, you know, mm. on the little Turner thingies. Yep. Or you've got subway Hardee's Arby's or sometimes you'll find a Bojangles chicken. Okay. Yep. For the most part, that's it. Every once in a while, there'll be a Wendy's thrown in there. But what it, what is Hardee's and Wendy's? Fucking hamburgers. Yeah. Subway. I think there's, I think there's fourteen different things on their menu. They're just sandwiches. Only two of them. What?
0: But they're just sandwiches.
1: Yeah, they're just sandwiches, and. 12 of the 14 aren't worth fucking eating.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: And, you know, Arby's, I can't, I can't eat that shit. I just, I just can't (laughs) eat that shit. Okay. You know, so, um, it's so expensive and you eat the same exact thing every fucking meal of the day. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, or you can buy a bag of donuts, powdered donuts. Oh, uh, so I let this truck get on past me. Pretty ratty truck and he's kind of noisy. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I got tired of eating the same shit over and over and over and not liking it. And I love to cook. I'm a, I, I do all the cooking when I'm home. And so I thought why not show, show these guys how to eat good on the road Yep, and you can, you can do it so much cheaper. Yes. You know, so I make a, I make a good living, but when you spend, oh, let's just say $30 a day and you got to eat whether you're on a 34 or whether you're running. So Mm -hmm. I'm out, uh, I'm out three weeks at a time. So thirty dollars a day for 21 days uh, you're talking about six hundred and thirty bucks. It's a lot of money in three weeks. you know and you don't think about how much it's costing you because it's just nickel and diamond but six hundred and thirty bucks in three weeks you know that's car payment
0: yeah, it fucking rated right it. Is. You know,
1: for a lot of people that's that's at least half, if not three quarters, of their monthly rent.
0: hmm Yep.
1: And I uh, I carry jugs of water, gallon jugs of water. Yep. And the reason I carry it in a gallon jug instead of buying the, the case of bottles is for one, I don't have all those empty bottles that I gotta do something with. I'm not gonna throw trash out the window. Right. I'm not gonna do it.
0: Nope.
1: But it's also cheaper to buy a gallon jugs of water when you go do your grocery shopping. And this morning, and this guy comments a lot on my videos. And uh I'd like to meet him someday. His name is Hoss Cartwright sixty eight. And you know, Haas Cartwright like on the TV show Bonanza. Yep. And uh, but he asked a question. He said, what about, I am not. I don't know it verbatim, but he said, what about cooking for drivers whose companies only allow them to have a microwave? Hmm. Yeah. And a lot of these bigger companies, you know, they tell you what you can have in your truck. Right. So I'm, I cooked breakfast this morning and a really good breakfast. They were just ground hamburger meat a little bit of onions, some seasoning and some eggs and one slice of cheese. And, uh, you know, the, the ground hamburger meat, I think I gave $6 a pound for it. I used a third of a pound. So there was two bucks for the hamburger meat. The, uh, the eggs I bought yesterday in Wisconsin, it was, oh, uh, it was three, excuse me, $4 for the dozen. Mm-hmm. So now uh, I used four eggs. So what does that come out to about two bucks for the eggs?
0: Yeah. Roughly. Yep. Yeah. A little less than and that. And A but slice yeah.
1: of cheese, you know, that cheese, call it a quarter. So for $4 and 25 cents, I had a really, really good hot breakfast and I cooked it in the microwave. Right. And I, I did a video showing how to do that. And it's, it's, my my wife pointed out to me because I told her, I said, I think I'm going to start doing cooking videos because I've been on TikTok for a long time, but I just started doing cooking videos not long ago. But I told her, I said, I think I want to do some cooking videos. I said, but I don't want to make it, you know, I don't want to do stuff that's too obvious. And she said, baby, she said, these days people have to have Velcro because they can't tie their own fucking shoes. It's fucking true. You know, so that's what got me started doing that. I just, it's just my way of trying to help these young drivers who who don't know any better. You know, they grew up on video games and McDonald's and that's all they know. You know, they're driving a truck and this is going to be very offensive, but here again, I don't fucking care. But there's so many, there's so many drivers today who got into, who who went to truck driving school because they were too fucking stupid to be able to say, would you like fries with that order?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking
1: about. You know, but the thing is, I don't think that, that, I don't think that they're inherently ignorant. I think they just haven't been taught.
0: Yeah, that's fair statement. Yep.
1: You know and and kind of going back to what I mentioned earlier about party row and people carrying grills on their truck. Now back whenever I started, Trevor, uh we didn't have we didn't have refrigerators in our trucks. Hell, you didn't have the cigarette lighter plug-in refrigerator. They didn't exist. You had an ice chest. Right. But you know and and in your ice chest you carried cold cuts, you carried, uh, some ground meat, you carried some hot dogs, you carried stuff that you could, you could eat on. Right. And, uh, so it kind of goes back to my coming up in trucking on, uh, how we survived on the road. Yeah. You know, cause back then, I mean, trucking has never been an industry that, that paid excessively well. Right. So coming up on the road, we had to do whatever we could to try to, to live as cheap as possible.
0: Right. Yep. yep. Because, you
1: know, I'm out here for my wife.
0: You yeah. know,
1: I'm out here for my kids. I'm out here to be able to pay the bills. And if yep. I'm spending six hundred and six hundred and thirty $630 in, 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 uh, in three weeks, you uh, you figure the other week, I don't know what it costs to eat at home. I don't keep up with that. My yeah. wife keeps up with that. But you figure the other week, it's probably going to be a little bit less. So call it 150 bucks. Yeah. So you're talking about $760 a month. Yeah. And it's something you have to do. That's right. So these guys that, that, and I, I'm going to use the word stupid because they're not educated. Yeah. It's not that they're ignorant. They just yep. haven't been taught. Yeah. So why not teach them?
0: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it for sure. So, well, listen, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. That was, listen, listen, I can't thank you enough, man. That was a lot of fun for me. I know a lot of my listeners are going to really fucking enjoy it too. And, uh, th- listen, and on such short notice too, I appreciate it. Thanks for doing this bear. It was a blast.
1: Trevor, I've really enjoyed this and I'd like to do it again sometime.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to keep your contacts. Gonna, I've got, well, I've, I've got your number here. This, this is going to drop tomorrow morning um but i'm going to send you the website link uh it'll just be way easier for you you can listen to it back and uh yeah we're we're definitely going to get caught up again sometime and do this again sometime for sure and i'll uh, what i'll do too is i don't i don't tiktok as much as you do but i'll send you my tiktok you can toss me a follow or whatever and if you want to promote this this podcast on your tiktok page that'd be great too And we'll connect on TikTok and we'll stay in touch for sure. Cause I, I like, I like the cut of your jib, man. You're, you're, you're one of the, you're one of the good ones out there. And I hope you keep doing this for a long time. Cause you've got a lot to teach. You've got a lot to teach uh, people in this trucking industry that in my opinion is in a downward spiral. And it's guys like you that are propping it up at the bottom. And this isn't just me kissing your ass cause you're wearing (laughs) denim overalls. This side, this is legit. I, I legit feel this way so so again thanks so much it it was awesome man
1: uh, hey man it's been my pleasure it truly has truly has
0: you bet well uh listen safe travels and uh i guess we'll see you on the flip flop
1: take it easy brother man
0: so listen that's my new friend bear okay and listen i said it before that episode isn't for everybody but let me tell you something if you don't enjoy like i said the cut of his jib just where he's coming from um the passion he has for his job the knowledge he has for his job if you can't get behind that shit and appreciate that shit then fuck you do not have a pulse that was one of my um fuck it that was one of my favorite guests that i've had on the Cox Talks podcast that that man that human being, um, and I know it sounds like I'm just smoking his fucking pole here, but that was one of my favorite episodes. That was one of my favorite guys to interview. That was a lot of fun for me. Um, trucking, I wish I was better at it. I wish I could do more of it. I wish I had a nicer fucking unit, but you know what? It's mine and my brother's. We own it. Um, so, you know, got to do what you got to do to get by for now, but, um, no, that, that was a lot of fun, and I do feel that the glory days of the trucking industry are long gone, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, I'm, I'm a bit nostalgic, and it, it, and that's not just for trucking, you know, I, I enjoy farming, I enjoy the luxuries we have in agriculture now, but, you know what, there's a lot of days where part of me wants to get the old, you know, 6 roll planner out, or eight-row planner out behind a 1466 International, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm nostalgic. I like that old shit. So, so that was a lot of fun for me to have Bear on. Don't forget, if you're on TikTok, check him out, at the Bear Voice 3 on TikTok. And uh, a lot of fun for me. And like I said, you know what? A lot of these episodes I do, some of these people I interview, they're not for everybody. That's okay. The podcast in a whole. Is fucking not for everybody, but that was a lot of fun for me, and that's what this podcast is—is is fun for me. Well, you don't like it, fucking put up or shut up. There's more great content to come on the Cox Talks podcast. As always, we're gonna wrap it up there because this is—I think this might be the longest episode as well, but it was great stuff. I could sit and listen to those old boys, and I said it right in the podcast: an old boy. I could sit and listen to those fucking guys talk for hours and just quiz them and question them and talk to them and just listen and learn. And I think that's, that's, you know what? That's a lot of what's wrong with today's society is everybody's fucking too busy talking when people should be busy listening. That's the way I look at it. That's my feelings. You ain't going to change my mind. So as always, the most important thing of the Cox Talks podcast, tell your friends. Tell your Your fucking friends of the Cox Talks podcast. Thanks for listening.